Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George, from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we are talking about what are whales watching? I know some people go whale watching in the ocean. Well, we're doing it in the sea of data. All right. I feel like I've started us off with some really strong dad puns. So it's only up from here, down from here. How's it going, Andrew? Well, George, I do like that you themed yourself today. You have a whale shirt on right now. That's that's really fitting. So, you know, we'll get into this, this whale watching with your whale shirt. Nice work. Yeah, it's perfect. I'm actually on the side note, really happy we don't share the video of any of this. <laughs> All right. So news, we've got Ah, man, we've got a big time NFT collection that has been seized by liquidators. This is the Three Arrows Capital NFT collection. They have some really notable pieces. We talked about this a while back, but they had all been consolidated into a single wallet, but it looks like they've actually been seized. I guess there will be an auction for these at some point. I don't know that this has has been done before, at least that I've heard of. So a big, you know, NFT first coming at some point, a seizure of, of crypto nft digital assets and going to auction them off um they have some very prominent pieces apparently you know they they assumed everybody everything was going to go uh like it was going in august of 21 they, they assumed that was going to be the trajectory for forever and uh did it work out so well for them yeah it's really a who's who in terms of like highest peak ridiculousness though they do have a fidenza in here um, yeah they've got a fidenza they've got um they've got a a ringer from dimitri cherniak i mean they've, they've got some i think they've got a number of punks in there they didn't buy necessarily bad pieces they just spent you know maybe 40 times more than what anybody else was willing to do at the time but um yeah well i mean it's gonna push out. down that price like they're gonna force the sale they're gonna push it at the floor probably you know the buyers buyers i can't imagine that it's enough of enough pieces to make a huge difference in these collections uh, in any single collection but, uh, i'm sure that i don't know we'll see who's out there buying you know who, who gets into those types of auctions you know we got getting uh, i don't know seizure uh, nft collections Got some other legal type of news. I think this one's interesting. We've definitely seen a lot of celebs in the NFT game. Uh, and this was the first, also the, the crypto game in general. Um, but we've seen a lot of promotions. So we've got Kim Kardashian agreed to pay $1.26 million fine for shilling uh, Ethereum Max. Um, I think she got paid 250000 So she paid that penalty plus a $1 million penalty. Um, you know, this is, that's a significant amount and we haven't gotten into anything like we haven't seen anybody that was promoting for apes, uh, you know, undergo any sort of investigation that I'm aware of yet. 
I'm not so sure that they are uh, going to uh, walk away without some sort of repercussion here. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, if they di disclose, right, that their owners are getting paid for it. So you go back to like the Snoop Dogg, Eminem, like performing as their actual avatars. You're like, well, they're, they're I mean, they own one. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Paris. Going around that he like, that he owns it though. Like he's actually disclosing in the like conversation that like, I own one. Now, the actual question is we later find out that there was a secondary deal like beyond the blockchain are you also getting points in the company somehow or are you getting like yeah or are you getting paid on and not opposite? saying that you were and not said disclosing that you were getting paid possibly i think there's a few did you buy that eight did you buy that eight with your own money or was it placed in your care that's also nuanced like and it's all there it's all trackable I, yeah, this is clearly, you know, one of these is that I don't know what the normal going rate for <laughs> non-disclosure promotion is. Seems like a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I, you know, for her, I suppose it is actually worth it to just get that done with. Um, but, you know, you got to imagine that that's, that's got some celebrities a little nervous. A million dollars is no joke to, to even uh, celebs. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, speaking of a lot of money, we've got uh, a, another NFT scam. You know, we actually haven't, I feel like, gone too much into NFT scams recently, but there was a uh, hack of people's Discord. Um, so there were some people that uh, went for the, uh, the scam contract that was posted in the Discord. Um, it has been investigated by Zach XBT, who's uh, sort of a known as an on-chain sleuth has found many uh, project ruggers and identity and many people. Um, so in a follow-up, uh, people actually created an honorary piece uh, of, of this uh, Zach XBT's um, PFP. So I think that is a pretty cool way to honor him um, in finding who did this. Um, I can't actually find the figure in here for how much it was. Uh, did you happen to come across such or... No, I didn't. I couldn't find okay. it. I believe it was. I believe it was over half a million or so that was scammed, but they were able to identify uh, some of those traders uh, that, that did that. So at least, uh, hey, at least they're bound, right? Well, it's like plus one for like blockchain discoverability, and it's like, yeah, it's not private. <laughs> it's encrypted, not private. Those are different things. All right, we've got news of Cool Cats. Uh, I haven't talked about them in a while, um, but they have actually gotten an investment from Animoca. Um, Animoca Brands, they are in seemingly every metaverse and gaming type of uh, project. Um, so they have invested with the Cool Cats group. Um, this, you know, I'm curious to see where this goes. I know that they they had a lot of talk about their game. I I tried it out initially when it launched, was not terribly impressed and don't, not heard much of it since then. So I would, you know, I would have thought that the, that the game would be the, uh, the appeal here. Um, you know, we'll see if Animoca can get some more interest going in that. Um, I, and from what I've read, you know, I think they've gone through two different CEOs this year. Um, seems like they need, they are need of some kind of, uh, longer term plan. I mean, I'll, I'll say volume definitely popped on this, uh, you know, 
it went from an average of like, say like around 10 sales a day to like 65, 55. Wow. I did not notice that. So, you know, there's definitely activity, but like, I guess it's like the, sometimes this does happen when you've got um, an actual valuation given by an outside investment. Uh, and, you know, frankly, if the money's there, the people will continue to work. And I, I think that's what, you know, people start, start betting on. Because I know the uh, Zuki also got some money as well. And they like pushed them to like a 400 million valuation. Like, so there's money being spent on existing projects, which causes a temporary pump. But the question is, does it, does it actually result in value of the, of the project over time? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think help it survive, right? Mooncats who underwear, underwear pondered off. So, Officially marking the bottom. You heard it here. It officially marked the bottom. Ponder, ponder where wandered off. Oh boy. Oh boy. When the times get tough, the tough, go find another project. And that's why I'm a proud moon cat holder. Full disclosure. Oh man. All right. So we've got this case of a meta Birkin NFT. This was someone that put Birkin bags. Um, they made NFTs out of them. They had no right to do this. And they're trying to appeal uh, the, the case against them. You know, as you may imagine, the, the company... The luxury goods company that spends millions and millions to build up their brand and mm. about defending it as anyway they can. They have noticed that someone did this on the blockchain without their permission. Um, they, this, the person, the artist uh, that has put these out has been denied their appeal. I think this it kind of relates to what we talked about last time. You know, you, it's, it's trying to put a physical good on <laughs> to make it a, a and empty objects, you can't just do this. You have to be the creator. You know, I think this would, and it makes me think that would, if Frida Kahlo were alive and she saw that somebody burned her work and just put it as an NFT, would she be cool with that? I think not. You know, this is a case where the creator being Birkin, the, the creator of the bags, the company gets to actually have a say in this and they, uh, they clearly don't like it. It's just... Look, don't buy into any project that is ripping off actual IP and claiming that like, oh, because it's on the blockchain, IP doesn't matter. And it's the first to the first to the post to claim it. It's just it's just not how law works. I think there's like this confusion that because we're talking about a new technology, that old rules don't apply. Like you're going to get found and you're going to get like hit with a lawsuit, a cease and desist. Like, and don't buy into those projects. Just don't go, don't go near them. Show the, show the receipts, follow the money. And if it's not there, the artist isn't getting compensated. If the IP isn't tracked to the owner, like it's going down in flames. It is a pump and dumper behind it. I'm so unsurprised. I'm so unsurprised by this. <laughs> right. <laughs> and speaking of unsurprising, we've got another headline about <laughs> Solana. All right, hold on. Hold on. Here's a game for you. For you to play. Here's the like, I like doing the over under for you. Major crashes this year. I want you to play at home that you're listening right now. How many major crashes do you think there's been this year uh, on Solana? Um, what is, um, I'll say number of months is higher or number of crashes is higher. What do you think? It's currently, so we're sitting at 10. You think it's over under 10? Oh, I thought it was under 10. I was going to go under 10. I'm going to guess over now that you're saying it though. All right. Give them time to play at home. Uh, by one account, if you search for major Solana crashes in 2022, one has it at 
13 major crashes. How many minor outages into the Ethereum <laughs> have there been? What is a minor, what is a major versus minor? I mean, it's an outage, you know, I need to, I mean, I can't accept yeah, my assets. It's, it seems rather major. Um, you know, it, and the funny thing is NFT sales are surging on Solana. People are loving it. I don't know. Um, you know, we've, we've experimented a bit. Doesn't seem like it's uh it's the right fit for us. And a lot of people are going there. I don't, I don't quite get it, but you know, if you're okay with having, you know, 90 ish percent uptime, you, you know, access to your assets, you're good. Hitting the, it by 90. The model is like, <laughs> just to recite, like it's crashing. So it's not stable. It's promising stability. It used to say like, we're fighting on gas prices, frankly, during a down market, that doesn't matter at all when you compare to Ethereum. Uh, and what's more, as a monolithic blockchain, it clearly can't handle the volume necessary for large gameplay, game dynamics, transactions. There's a reason why when Starbucks goes to move onto a, a platform, they chose Polygon, which is a layer two on Ethereum. Like it just, it's going to run into a fundamental problem of architecture. The other point is just look at the receipts. Like what is the annual inflation and who's holding the bags on it? Guess what? Their investors just itching to dump, itching to dump that currency. Like it is the same reason that like I keep a wary eye on like this like Bitcoin maximalist, even though there's like a wallet that mysteriously holds like many millions of dollars. And you're like, as long as it doesn't move anything, we're fine. Like as soon as that moves, the whole thing will crash. And the asset under which your whole platform is based on moves down to. So Talk about houses in the Bay Area. What do you say? <laughs> this is earthquake proof. <laughs> as soon as one goes for like a last nail crash, my house is real so, so much. So many different uh -oh. ways to look at that. Where's the floodplain? Interesting. Oh uh, man. So, so I just like to, right. I like to this week on shitting on Solana. All right. Uh, we don't have a, an Actually, project. I'll talk, I'll talk with you about a project. Right. I didn't. Oh. I want to talk about uh, about. Fuochas, we've talked about Fuochas in the past, the paint drops. I think it's worth looking again at them. Don't have one, just putting bids in, being patient there. I think they're around like four or five right now. Uh, they're, they've been dropping some rumors of a new project to come. Um, and these, so there's going to be canvases that are based on the paint parties. Uh, they've been giant canvases that have been painted by everybody that's attended these beat parties. If you've attended one, it sounds like you'll probably get access to this new project. Um, but other ways might be having these, these paint drops. Um, I don't know I've tried to read a lot of the discord. There's a lot going on there. I recommend if you are interested, going and hopping in that discord, maybe even asking some questions. It's unclear to me if a single paint, some people seem to think that a single paint won't access to won't get you access but it's also been promised that those type of holding single paints will not be left behind in any way with the new project that's coming i think they're actually it's like uos i think it's kind of a, a, a pfp but i think it's kind of the next step of the project uh, so i think it's worth checking out if you're interested in Fuosh's. uh you know we've talked about about him and think that you know he's a big uh mainstay and, and a big part of the uh next generation of artists in um, in the space or you're not just the next, not just a part of it, but he, they, they leader in that space. So I think that, um, you know, it's worth taking a look at if you are interested in the artist and haven't picked up one of those paint drops, go check out 
the Discord before doing it. You know, feel free to ask questions in our Discord too. Yeah, so there's like both a doodle count and then there's a paint quantity count. And so for a while I was thinking like I have like a, a doodle count too. Full disclosure, we both own at least one of these. I think I own two of these. And it seems like, yeah, this is a decent time to go shopping. They recently had a bit of a, a bit of an uplift uh, for that. But, you know, the floor on a two paint count right now, just to give you context, is 0.8. Though the overall floor price is 0.47. So this may be realized already, but this is a, a good one to watch. And also, like, I love this idea of betting on a young artist. Like, he's a teenager. Yeah, I think 18, so maybe 19. I mean... Sure, you get those like awkward twenties, but like there's a lot of yeah. potential momentum there. Especially like you know, like you're like, oh, let me pick up Michael Jordan's rookie card. Like, I think this is kind of around there. I mean, this is clearly not one of ones. Ferocious has one of ones. I would love to get my hands on those. Not happening. Those are out of reach. Not out of her. <laughs> <laughs> Firmly not affordable. But these are um. It seems like something that he's going to continue to bet on here, like uh, for for platform and distro. So pretty, pretty solid. I like that. Uh, I like that. But we'll put that link to um, to those so we can just watch those in the old show notes. There we go. Well, how we're like live doing it? We're so awesomely like efficient. Another way to say lazy. <laughs> to be adding it in to the carefully curated show notes. On to though, what are whales? watching and before we get into like different tools that are out there doing dashboards i know you're like an absolute um surgeon with what is a whale can you explain it to me whales generally speaking are just the the big wallets the ones holding a lot of eat a lot of i mean maybe a lot of nfts but you know we look at them as the ones who are uh, capable of maybe moving some, moving some markets on their own, uh, just by how much they have in it. You know, generally speaking, I think we want to look at the people who are profitable um, when we're looking. At that. <laughs> um, you know, it, we can look at who has a lot, but you know, we want to look at how, how they got there. Um, you know, we can see that all on G. Um, you know, that being said, you know, it's it's some of the best collectors seem to have enormous collections and don't always sell. So you got to know like which ones to watch. I mean, I think you want to watch the ones that are uh, in it, in some projects for profit. Uh, but I think that's, that's the ones that we're trying to watch, generally speaking, with, uh, with whale watching. Yeah. I mean, on the site, whalestats.com, whalestats.com, they basically say that they are tracking up to 5,000 of the largest Ethereum wallets, whales, Worth an average of eleven million, and eleven million, and hodl an average of seven thousand six hundred and sixty-six ETH, six tokens, one FT, a partridge, and a pear tree. And so it is that doesn't end with seven hundred six hundred and sixty-nine. I mean, it, what are we doing? Do I trust any data in the blockchain world that doesn't have a four twenty or sixty-nine in it? No, not really. No. So, you know, already one strike against. But on this site, you can look across, uh, you know, Ethereum, BNB, Phantom, Polygon, Avalanche, and then see number of whales you just sort of like want to analyze. And then just like look, it looks like for different, 
features of what's uh, what's active. I don't know if <laughs> I'm having a hard time seeing like any real alpha here. Like, oh, cool, like somebody bought a moonbird, somebody bought a doodle. Like, cool, <laughs> good move. But there's activity, right? Like on the other side, you see that there is activity currently for what's going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely something that I, I try to look at. You know what? Uh, well, I look at more of like the collection and then see if there are whales involved. And when I say whales, it's you know, what I look at as, you know, I got to say that was profitable, but, you know, I recognize a lot of, of names too that um, maybe or make me think it's a good indicator um, more so than just a, a uh, new collector. Um, I'm sure you, most people are probably doing a bit of this, even when they're trading on OpenSea, you can you know, look at the wallet a bit of the person that you're trading with to get an idea of, of how experienced they are, maybe how, how savvy they are of the market. Um, but this, you know, this is a different way of going about it. Instead of looking at the collection initially, you're starting with the wallets, looking at where they're going, then go check it out. Um, you know, be careful with this because, uh, you know, with, with wallet sizes of over 7,000 ETH, it's very easy to, you know, to put some ETH into something and, and make it look like you're very interested and, and you know, be ready to maybe dump on followers. I think most people with those size wallets are pretty aware that they are watched and maybe followed by a number of other wallets. Um, but I, I do think it's a good way to start doing some research, finding new things. Yeah. And there's a, also a kind of cool like whale fear greed index. So for like the top hundred whales right now, that's actually like indexing toward greed. So I think that's also interesting so you know it's at 72 out of a potential 100 for the top 100 so they're i guess being pretty aggressive yeah that makes sense they're feeling a little too optimistic about the market recently (laughs) (laughs) greed right now so maybe they're getting greedy but it'll it'll show you like over time this seems like it also has like oh you know join their baby whale club nft if you want to get more than uh, the top 100 uh, I won't be doing that, but <laughs> yeah, there's a number uh, of good on uh, places you can find things like this. I actually try trying to update the Dune dashboard. I've had a lot of trouble running some of the Dune dashboards for the or the Dune queries for this uh, um, for this type of research recently. It just seems like it's moving very slow, so I'm going to have to spend a little time um, trying to to fix that. You know, it's it's easier when you get a single collection, a little harder across the Ethereum uh, wide network. So I'm going to have to to rework mine. Um, this other one that I found here is also not not working. So good to know that it's not my only my uh, my issue here. Yeah, but here's the thing. You can also shop for like smart. Maybe you don't want to see what a bunch bunch of rich people are doing, but you can actually cultivate, curate your own, frankly, like selection of wallets to to watch and be like, okay, here are smart money wallets. Like, Put together your own collection. Here's a whole. I think that's like, a great idea, right? Like, great I mean, we can even do that. But like, pull together not just like, oh, you happen to have a ton of money, but also actually, like, let's look at somebody who's like actually picked up smart projects, not just because they're on like, oh, I'm on like the Kevin Rose whitelist, and like, I'm so smart, I got handed my win, um, or like Board Ape, like I just happened to choose the right BFV, like, okay. Uh, but somebody's actually hustling in the field that you're in. So you can find whales many different ways, I think. Like one is like looking around for smart project buys, looking at some of these big um, big pickups. Somebody's buying value right now. I mean, we talk about some of those projects. I think you could shop 
frankly, a who's who of art blocks collectors and be like, okay, which wallets have like picked these things up? I would maybe even look at early Fidenza holders, be like, who saw Tyler before Tyler? Right. Who saw X copy before X copy? Like who's so find that too early? <laughs> Should you not follow a little too early? <laughs> don't check out Rand. Don't follow random buddy. Or mostly stable for that matter, if you want to follow horses. But yeah, I've, no, no, I've no. Held Here's the game. Curate 10, like, right? Was a, was a mistake. That's so. <laughs> Look, anytime you make a ton of money, it's not a mistake. How about that? Curate. Here's what I'm saying. Go out, curate your own 10 whales in your field. And it's easy enough to build a tracker. Um, toss those in. I know uh, Random has some dashboards that allow you to actually plug in some of that stuff. Um, and you can play with that there. Uh, and there's ways of using Dune and extending Dune analytics to go and do that. Heck, you could then even turn that into a product, right? <laughs> Here, here's your business idea. You know, grab your whales in the field, tie them together for updates, and then guess what? You send out a summary uh, of what they've done in that field, right? It's not just an aggregate. You've like added some curation and can monetize the monetize the activity potentially. Another great idea. Yeah, I definitely agree with creating your own list or a curating a list of collectors that you want to follow. Um, you know, I, I, I make a habit of trying to even check people's a list of wallets occasionally just to see what they're up to in case I'm missing anything. You know, oftentimes if I, if I see multiple wallets that I have followed for a while and trusted and they're all going into the same project, that's usually a pretty good indicator to me that that's something I should pay attention to. Um, you know, definitely try to not to follow one wallet necessarily as, as the sole indicator, you know, it's just part of the research that you're doing, but I, I, I find it a great way to even identify other things that you may not know about. Um, I, I think some of the more, the more in tune NFT collectors maybe are, are, uh, you know, are getting tipped off to things, um, that we may not, you know, you may not come across right away on, you know, and if it's amazing, it, it's, you know, it's gotten thousands and thousands of reshares or something on, on Twitter, or it's made it into different crypto or NFT news. It's probably too late to be super early on it. So this is a way to, to maybe be a little bit earlier than you would otherwise. It's a good note. It's, it can be real risky to follow whales or whales, single or plural on this, because frankly, they've got bigger bankrolls and they have a larger tolerance for risk because they're spreading out across multiple projects. There's also, as you said, many ways where they may have acquired that NFT. So making sure that it wasn't just somebody like dropping it in their wallet and there it is because like, oh, it popped into their wallet because somebody wanted to make it look like a whale has like jumped onto this project, which happens all of the time. And even in a um, interview on Bankless, uh, Gary V said, you know, just don't follow my wallet. Like I'm randomly learning, betting and being given things all of the time. So, you know, it's, there's a lot of false positives and there's a lot of false positives that can lead you uh, astray. And I would say I'd be tuned more into like, I'm no longer trying to jump on like a recent mint unless there's some advantage I think I have. Uh, I'm more into finding old projects back to that, like art, capital A, that other people are then buying into as well. Um, and I'm curious that like showing me what, where some of that uh, that lives because when the market comes back, like you know, the graveyard of fiat fees will be long and strong. But I think artists, right? Artists are uniquely different than uh, 
dev firms or one and done PFP projects that came and went, the artists, capital A artists will continue to create art. And so when the market comes back, I think they will be more so appreciated as uh, people that have stood the test of time and, and could potentially have value. Whales may be collecting some of these that I don't even know about right now. Like, so I like that as a, as a strategy, but just because a whale buys it, like there's many narratives of where and how that may have happened. Yeah, absolutely. Be careful following whales. Um, use it as one factor. You know, you, we've talked about lots of different ways to research projects. Um, you know, also, you know, feel, create your own list, but research, just keep looking. I mean, it's, I think it's one of the, the best things about this is you can follow everybody's wallet. You can keep looking at other wallets. And if you do it enough, you'll start to, you'll start to recognize some of the, the names that are in collections that you are following. I think it's also helpful to you know, start narrowing the focus a bit. And by doing that, you'll, you'll be able to find the same collectors and get better signals than the trying to look at everything. And, you know, especially what just happens to pop up on the front page of OpenSea. Oh, I love the dig. <laughs> Don't buy it on the front page of OpenSea, please. Um, uh, yeah. However, it's Coinbase NFT. You go ahead and buy, <laughs> buy that front page because there's only three people that saw that. So that's actually alpha. <laughs> Maybe four people. Was it about a year ago that we were expecting Coinbase NFT to come save the market? What happened? I love right on the right on the heels of like the things we I was saying in the other episode, like, oh, we're always predicting what's about to happen. Like, luck. We called that one wrong. The savior of NFTs. Everybody else in NFTs got that wrong. But man, we got it wrong to such an epic extent because there was no predicting how poorly the Coinbase would execute on that one. Yeah. It's just amazing, right? So let's go like wind the clock. I and mean, there's not even the topic here, but if you wind that clock back to a year ago and you gave us the news that like in a year, Apple would be opening up NFTs onto their platform, we would have been gobsmacked. We would have been like, so obviously everything is going great. You're like, based on that headline, holy cow, how is that a Coinbase must be killing it, right? <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, look, um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of NFT holders and crypto holders that have become overnight macroeconomics masters. Well, and you know, I think we've all been taught a very interesting lesson about, uh, you know, luxury goods and, and that market as it relates to <laughs> uh, not good economic times. That claim that we that NFT collectors have been mastered. I think we learned. <laughs> there we've been mastered by the we've been dominated right. by. Don't sorry. Bend the knee. Bend the knee. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we have made my day back up. It, you know, <laughs> went from trading pictures to <laughs> talking about world economic issues. So really has changed here. You know, we're just trying to find the bottom and, you know, I think we're there almost, right? You said when it's, oh, we need Ponderwear. It. Ponderwear. Ponderwear officially walked off the project, right? If that happened, I was like, there is the bottom. All right. All right. I'd be so, oh my God, I'd be so proud to have that receipt. Oh, I'd be so yeah. proud to have that receipt. And then like back to that episode, I'd be, I'll be playing it back, be like, and officially happened at that moment. <laughs> No matter what I'm going to claim. It and was. if they come back, remember, sell it all. <laughs> no way. I'm, I'm holding these stupid moon cats. 
<laughs> yeah. Actually, on a serious note, when that project gets funding, uh, you should sell your moon cats or whatever the floor is at that point. But note, it's not going like it's not going below 0.26. Like not, I mean, it's not really dropping that far below 0.3, I'll say. It really like it seems to go down and like people fight it back up. There's like there's still lunatics like us holding if you're listening to the whole thing and the floor is much lower than that please leave a comment doesn't matter Dave let George know shit on him shit on him hey why is my moon cat worth point one? bye 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 alright cut that cut that cut that don't leave that in there people are gonna shit on me <laughs> uh, I think we've gone strong enough off topic yeah we really they diverged here done it. we've done it have we done this? I think so. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's all about the whale watching and Coinbase and FT and there's no whales there. I know that. It's just interesting. I used to be so obsessed with what whales were doing as like signal. And now like, oh God, there's some, maybe more downside um, to try to chase the whole market rather than that. I will say going there and seeing that there is activity overall, there's like, you know, whale greed actually here and looking at overall buyers is a signal in the market that there is like still life there. Um, and I think that's important, right? Big money hasn't given up on chasing JPEGs. Um, so NFT is not dead. All right. Well, that means we'll be back for another one. Well, yeah, we'll be back. Sorry for taking off a little more fast. <laughs> We're good for one more. And our current pace will hit, uh, we'll hit 200 and not too, not too long. Oh, hey. Surprise, I reached out, um, this won't come to pass, but I tried. I reached out to Gary V. I feel like the down market is exactly when uh, you may have a little extra time in NFT land. Uh, but I pitched them. I pitched them on coming on. Because oh, we always threaten to have guests. But unfortunately this time, we ran out of time to interview Gary V. Maybe we'll get him next time. Also Vitalik, we had to turn down. We just ran out of time. Oh man, maybe next time, guys. Yeah, sorry, guys. Um, we had him on the line too. Ah, well, what are you going to do? Andrew, good luck out there. May all mm. may all your JPEGs go up. All right. Keep racing, George. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.